I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome to Charlton Live, sponsored by the British Institute of Kitchen, Bedroom and Bathroom Installation. My name is Louis Mendez. On this week's show, we are looking back at a victory. Three points we got yesterday uh, with a 2-1 win uh, over Fleetwood Town at the Valley. Joining me to uh, revel in those uh, three points. Top right, Nathan Mother. How you doing, Nathan? Not bad, mate. All fresh. Had a little cycle this morning, a little steam, a little sauna. That's an image for you, isn't it? First thing on a Sunday morning. But yeah, all good, mate. Nice to have those three points. Yeah, I, I can't get that image out of my head already now. This is, this is going to trouble me for the rest of the show. Also joining us, bottom of the screen, uh, the man with the Charlton Live muff, uh, Ben Cloak. How you doing, Ben? I'm good, mate. I didn't get a muff out yesterday. Missed uh, an opportunity. Yeah, well, you're normally really eager to, to get it out in the fans bar, but we've got a guest fan joining us later, so we don't need to worry about it. So, uh on today's show, as I said, we'll look back at the, the win over Fleetwood Town. We're going to hear the goals uh, shortly. We've also got interviews with the Addicts interim boss, uh, Jason Pierce, and the man who got both of the Addicts goals yesterday, uh, Alfie May. I spoke to both of them uh, in the press room after the game. Uh, we want to hear from you guys as well. Good morning to everyone who's joining us uh, in the YouTube chat. Uh, Sid's in there this morning. She was busy yesterday. She read the teams out yesterday. So well done to that Charlton fan, Andrew. Alan, all hell let loose as well. Keith, Ian, they're in there as well. Plus, many, many more. Hello, Michael and Mark and Shiny Phil. Uh, get your comments in. Let us know what you made on yesterday's uh, performance. Uh, hello to Ryan Clark. Morning from a Barnsley fan. Well, more than welcome to, for joining us, uh, Ryan, as well. Let us know what you made of the transfer business as well. Of course, uh, the window slammed shut on uh, Friday evening. We've got four bodies over the line on deadline day. Let us know uh, what you think about the shape of the squad. Uh, now, uh, any further you want to add on the managerial search? So obviously, we spoke about it a bit on Thursday. It still hasn't been resolved yet, as expected. Uh, probably be resolved uh, at the start of the week, but we'll see how that pans out. So, yeah, get your comments in. Uh, we've also got a guest fan joining us later on. Elliot Rogers is going to let us know what he's made of the start uh, of the season. Um, just before we hear the goals, Nath, um, I, I hear it was your words of encouragement just before we got the equaliser that somehow G'd the boys up after what had been one of the uh, most distressing opening 40 minutes or so we've seen at the Valley because I, 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 just before Alfie scored the first goal, I was thinking, this has not been very good. No, nah, it was poor, wasn't it? I mean, I put it on Twitter yesterday. I think the, we'll come on to the goal, I assume, but Jaden kept peeling off and... Um, there was a couple of moments and I was thinking we've got to be tighter here, otherwise he's going to score and lo and behold, he does. But yeah, I think the first half in general was just poor, no urgency. We were passive, we were pedestrian and it was it was just flat and it was just like, let's have it right. They're not a good team. They're not a good team. They're, they're really bad. And it was just like, it was. I haven't been like that for even Bristol and the Port Bell game. There were moments where we had a bit of impetus in the game. And it was just flat. It was nothing there. 
so yeah, well, I sort of um, wandered down to the front and sort of let let my emotions get the better of me. <laughs> poor Chem Campbell's, like, he turned out to be man of the match, but um, yeah, it was it was a poor first half, as you say, mate. And I was expecting that little bit of a bounce with JP in the in the dugout, and eventually, like I said before, I was saying to Tom before the game, I don't care how it happens, we just needed that win, and we got that in the end, and it was a better second half. So. Still got lots to improve and stuff while we're playing, but um, the three points was the main thing yesterday, mate, which we obviously ultimately got. Mm, yeah, and uh, yeah, a, a relief uh, that we did improve after the break. Um, uh, the, the catalyst for that, obviously, that, that superb goal to get Charlton back on level terms uh, just before half time. Let's have a listen then to the highlights uh, from Charlton TV. Your commentator uh, was Mr. Terry Smith. Right hand side for Fleetwood, up against Eden, towards the penalty area, cuts back in. One way, then goes back out to the right foot. Now chips it across. Stockley's over the header. And that's the opening goal. Jaden Stockley coming back to the valley as a Fleetwood player. Gets the opening goal. After a quarter of an hour. Won his battle in the air after Broom had made room for himself on this right-hand side. Got the ball across. Stockley, first one to react ahead of Anderson. Free start from the back, Hector. Out to the right is Jim Campbell. Therese Campbell making a right ahead of him, as is Alfie May, and he could find out with him. That's a lovely ball, lovely run into the box, and a lovely finish! Great football, Charlton, down that right-hand side. Jim Campbell, who moments earlier had been guiding the ball out for a goal kick was the man who sends the ball through to Fleetwood Town defence. Alfie May with a pinpoint run. On the end of it, sliced, uh, slid it past the goalkeeper, McMullen. Great run, first time through the legs, I think, of Stephen McMullen to bring Charlton level just before half-time. Lovely ball from Chem Campbell to pick out the run of Alfie May. And the Addicts, back level which is probably the first shot that McMullen's had to deal with in this Bell half. Up. Finds Eden. Eden. He's got Blackett-Taylor on the run, inside Rooney. Blackett-Taylor into the penalty area, touches it past. There has to be a penalty. Yes, it is. Blackett-Taylor touched it past Laval inside. Laval tried to get his foot to the ball, missed it completely. Caught Blackett-Taylor down in the penalty box. Charlton have a penalty. 27 minutes into the second half. Alfie May. Waiting for the referee's whistle. Steps forward. Strikes it straight down the middle. And Charlton have a second. Alfie May has his second. And Charlton take the lead. Drilled penalty in front of the covered end. Keeper got a foot to it, couldn't keep it out. And Charlton from being a goal behind, now 2-1 up here at the Valley. Well, there we go. That's the commentary highlights from Charlton TV. Thanks to uh, Terry for that and to Gloveput for sorting out the recording for us, as always. Ben, um, it was a funny game, wasn't it? I mean, the the result is absolutely the most important thing for us because uh, and we were all saying on Thursday show, we simply, it was a must-not-lose game, the situation we found ourselves in and against a Fleetwood side that, uh, you know, winless this season. They're not a good team, but we, we certainly made hard work of it in that first period. 
Yeah, as, as Nave said, that, that first period, you're kind of coming into the game thinking, right, we all know what Jason Pierce was like as a player. Are we going to see this come over as him as a manager, um, come through the performance? And we just looked so half-hearted, 50-50 balls, they were winning all the time. And then when we did have the ball, I think they doubled up on Blackie Taylor. So he wasn't getting much joy down that wing. And then it took us so long and so predictable to then get the ball to the other side. And by the time we did, we were then marked out of it. And as I said, they were winning the 50-50s, getting there first. So it was frustrating. And yeah, I was as frustrated as Nath was, but I was in the East End, so I couldn't get to the players. But um, yeah, and, and the first goal, it was it was very frustrating to see the cross come in the way it did. It was quite slow the way the guy got the cross in. Great cross, great header. But again, that, that was poor and we needed a reaction. And I thought Chem playing in that number 10 role, I'm not sure if that suited him too well because then when he did drift to the wing, he looked dangerous. Um, and obviously that's how he got the goal. He was kind of on the wing, wasn't he? Putting the ball drop back a bit. Um, so yeah, no, some individual performances were looking good. But as a collective unit... We, they seemed a little bit lost. And I mean, we've said this before, haven't we, that these players haven't had enough time to play with each other. They've A lot have just come into the squad. Um, so it's all about building these partnerships. But yeah, in that first half, it was very frustrating. Um, I just thought any anything we tried to do was quite slow and predictable. And then I think that we tried to do to win the ball back, they seemed more... Um, they wanted it more, especially Stockley. I mean, I can't believe it. When did he ever have a shot outside the box for us and then that free gig at the bar? But yeah, no, we we that goal just before halftime was crucial, wasn't it? It really um, spun the game on its head. Yeah, massively, because I think if we had gone in behind on that first half performance, Nave, I, I think it would have been really a really difficult team talk for Jason Pierce. Luckily, that, that moment of absolute quality from Chem did turn it. I mean, Ian's put in the chat earlier, I forgot what a Sunday feels like after a win. Michael saying, good morning, fellow winners. It is nice to be on the, on the right end of a result. But I, I guess if there was if, if there was anyone who's obviously interested in, in the vacant managerial post and, and, and maybe they watched that game from afar yesterday, they they'll see there's still a lot of, of work to be done with this side, you know, out of possession, particularly in the first half. We're open. We get we get carved open a bit too easily. And weirdly, the goal wasn't from being carved open. It was from not getting down and closing down across. And then obviously, Karoy being out jumped by a Jaden Stockley who's about twice his height. But um, yeah, the, the we, we know the second half was good and we'll talk about that shortly. But the, there were certainly elements of that first half that still show where we organisationally aren't, aren't where we need to be. Yeah, of course. I think I don't think any of us are going to be getting carried away from beating Fleetwood at home because, in my opinion, that's a must anyway. Um, there's a lot of work to be done, and I don't think anyone's going to deny that. I think they're trying to put a positive spin on it. We've got a couple of weeks now, and I think uh, Alan Shepard said in the chat about getting the injuries back and and obviously getting a manager in. And I think it's a it's a it's a good point because you look at all of those players we've got out injured. I'm not saying all of them will come back in the space of a couple of weeks, but it gives the manager. Some options. You've got the four loan players now, so it's it's looking better. But yeah, it, we definitely need to do a lot more in terms of not only at without the ball, but even with the ball. I still really don't know uh, our identity, as it were, or how any patterns of play. It just seems a bit sporadic at the moment. Maybe that's what we're going to do. I don't know, but usually you you sort of understand what we're going to do apart from just give it to Corey and then let's see what let's see what you can do. So. He's trying to change it up a bit. But yeah, lots of work 
lots of work ahead. But, you know, we've, we've got the win, what we wanted. And we've got a couple of weeks now where we've got Crawley. Is it Tuesday, Crawley? Yeah. And then, um, and then we've got some time on the training pitch, get the new guys bedded in. And then obviously we go on to the next. Mm. Uh, Dean Chapman said a win's a win, but let's not get carried away. Fleetwood uh, were poor. Uh, Shiny Phil says, greetings, I ingested copious amounts of alcohol celebrating our victory last night, so we'll be quieter than uh, usual this morning <laughs> due to the uh, the hangover. But as we said, it is nice to be in a position where we can celebrate that. And um, that, that goal on the stroke of half-time was quality. That ball from Chem Campbell was completely out of keeping with the rest of the performance from that side in that first half. And Alfie Mays on a really good run now, four goals in, in three games, Ben. Um, he is starting to show... Again, what we expected, but I guess after two, three games when he hadn't bagged yet, people might understandably have been a little bit nervous. But we, we're seeing that we do have a, a proper a proper talisman up front who can get us goals. Yeah, I think we were nervous because he came with such a reputation over the last couple of seasons in this league. We all wanted him to get that early goal and then he could get into his stride and keep getting more goals. But it wasn't for the want of trying. We saw his effort, we saw his runs, and it just seemed to be that we weren't on the same wavelength as him. His, his effort yesterday was incredible. I mean, well, I think I'll put in our chat, it was like what, we were the 12th minute into added on time, and he sprinted down that ball at the end and closed down a defender and I think won us a throw. Um, incredible effort from him. Uh, and those runs... Are, are key for him. He just hangs on the shoulders of the defenders and cries out for balls like that. And um, yeah, beautiful ball from Chem and a quality finish. You just knew he was going to finish it, didn't you? It was, uh, the ball was so well-timed, but it was out of the ordinary. I think um, someone said in, in the chat, we had so many young youngsters out there that they're kind of not brave enough to make these balls or make these runs because they're scared if they get it wrong, um, you're out of position and then they go down the other end and score or just taking the game to them. And I think we do look to Corey to do that because he's so good at it and he's had so much joy. It's kind of, oh, let's just get back that side. But as I said, they doubled up on him and we were getting frustrated. So it was really nice to see Chem just take take the ball, play the ball. And that's what Alfie's crying out for, those kind of balls. That's, we've seen him score so many like that for Cheltenham. So if we can work on that a bit more in training and getting him into the positions, and especially when Lieber, and I know probably come on to it, came on, it just dragged defenders away from it and he had a lot more space to move about then. So if we can juggle that formation, as Nate said, find that formula, that identity of how we want to play. But that is a key area, getting Alfie in the right positions. And his confidence is up now, isn't it? A great finish, smashing the penalty down the middle. Uh, just needs to sort those yellow cards out. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's just been mentioned in the the chat by Dean saying May is only one yellow card away from suspension. All of his bookings have been laughable, especially his, uh, yesterday's one. So after yeah, he fired the penalty down the middle, uh, we we do speak about it in our um, in your interview with Alfie May later. He, he goes up to the keeper and, and gives him a bit of stick. And I mean, it, it, we, we all we all know the new rules are extremely particular. Um, apart from Alfie, it would appear, <laughs> who's picked up four bookings for descent, throwing the ball away, and, and now getting in the keeper's face. Like um, we're one, we're one booking away from losing him for a game, which is not ideal. I mean, thankfully Miles seems to be on, you know, ready, ready to to be back now, and he was very good when he came back yesterday. But I mean, there's there's one thing that we can't do without, and, and really that's Alfie May. Yeah, like you're saying, I think it's just a, I think it, yellow cards are inevitable, and I think if you get a yellow card for the right reason if you 
you know, if they're on the attack and you do a professional foul or clip them, then fair enough. But I don't know the breakdown of all four, but one was punching a ball, wasn't it? One was shouting yeah. at a keeper. And I just think they're just little things that could be avoided. Um, but I mean, in the heat at the moment, when you've got someone giving it, you know, old Bertie Big Ball's giving it to him, saying that he's going to, like, all say in the interview or whatever, um, he's going to give a little bit back. And I just thought it was a bit petty from the ref yesterday, who didn't overly impress me overall. Um, but as you say, they're the rules, and you've got to, got to, you know, toe the line. Otherwise, you're going to get silly bookings. And then probably in the next few games, he's going to get another one, probably for a, a valid yellow. And then he misses a game, so it's just a bit silly, really. But it's not. I didn't just tuck one in the front of the cover then to put us two one up. So it's easy for me to sit here and say that, isn't it? Yeah, no, but don't forget, Nathan. It was your it was your rant at, at half time that was the catalyst for this performance. So I think you should take a a share of the praise for that. Um, Shiny Phil is saying that Lee Burn looked remarkably sharp considering he'd only had a full uh, one week of full training, and he did. He, he he carries a presence on the field even when he was at, sort of out wide in the the four three three that that Jason had him playing yesterday. Ben, he 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 just brings that presence, doesn't he? And he he brings a threat for for the opposition to deal with that. Um, you know, pr- probably we, we've met well, clearly we've missed at times this season massively. Yeah, mate. I think, um, you could tell that he hadn't played in any game so far because he just came in and looked so confident. And I think that rubbed off on everyone else because you can see how confident and the presence he has on the ball that everyone kind of their game rose because of that. And I think obviously he's confident because he hasn't played in the last five games where we've lost. So he's still bouncing from last season on his breakthrough season. And he just looks like he's going to carry that on. Um, as you said, he came on and he played on the wing, which we haven't really seen from him. But um, yeah, I mean, just knocking defenders. They couldn't get around him, could they? And um, I think him and um, Chem were linked really well together because um, they kind of switched either side and... Alfie was getting in some good runs. So, I mean, that looks really promising, especially when you've got players like Kamara to come back. Uh, and one thing I was going to say as well, I mean, we had 13 corners yesterday. And I remember the last home game, I looked back and we had nine in the last game. We just don't make them count. And having someone like him into the team, like a massive presence like himself, it just really hope that we can make these corners count because we kept doing short corners. Then we did... One straight in the box. They just well, we had one. I remember from Eden yesterday. Great corner, right in front of the keeper, and they had to head it straight out. And I thought, oh, that was brilliant. Let's let's do another one like that. And then we did it short and lost it straight away. So I was the new manager. Well, at the moment with Pierce, so it's hard to work these things on the training ground. But I would love to just. We just don't look threatening from set pieces at all. And it's just frustrating. Yes, as we had so many corners. So I'm hoping that Lee Burn, another tall player, and Kamara coming in. We can just try and make these count. Yeah, certainly right. Paul says uh, on Twitter yesterday, we did enough uh, yesterday, but still work to be done. Our shape in the first half was poor. I felt Fleetwood looked like scoring every attack. Second half was much better. Uh, and with two weeks until the next game and new players injured, uh, players returning as well, um, there is uh, still hope for this season. Alan said it was uh, an ugly game and a massive win. Hector has been found out. Uh, has he made a career by having a Jason Pierce leader next to him at all these clubs? I had to shout at him. After Jaden scored from North Lower to pick him up at corners, he takes no responsibility uh, and is the, the the most experienced. I mean, obviously, we're going to come on to 
the transfer dealings we've done uh, on transfer deadline day as well in a bit now, because one of the concerns I think that some fans might have is obviously we're, we're still we're still young. You know, all the players that have come in, 10, 10 A Watson, uh, 24, I think, or no, 26, maybe one of the two. Uh, he's um, he, he's probably the most experienced player we brought in, but obviously it's three young, younger low knees who, you know, we'll, we'll be hoping for uh Three Jezrak Sakis in their relative positions, but we'll, we'll see if, if we've added enough, and, and that's a debate we can have shortly. But I mean, just to pick up on the on the point that Alan made in in the in the message, and, and Chris has said on the chat there, uh, it says Hector has just passed it. I mean, is he the man to fire us to promotion? You know, lead us from the back. Well, he's our most experienced one. Um, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say. He looks as solid as he was last season. I mean, there there were moments where he was a bit. There was a few hairy moments last year, but um, the problem we've got now is with him, with him and his experience. We've got a young side as it is, so you are going to need some sort of older heads in there. Otherwise, we are literally playing under twenty ones team probably. But so yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's just a bad run of form. You know, you're hoping it's that case, but. Um, I'm not going to write him off yet because, I mean, we're still early days and we've got to remember he was in and then he was out and he made that error, which happens in football, it happens. Um, he done okay yesterday. I don't think there was anything dreadful yesterday um, from Hector. I just think maybe he just needs a little bit of a run in the side and we'll get a, center, a you know, a settled centre-half pair and if we're going to do it, if that's Jones and Hector, let them play. I said this on Thursday, we need to have... Um, Start need to have a little bit of consistency because chopping and changing for me doesn't really help any situation. Um, but that we that they're the cards we've been dealt with now, so we can't change anything unless you've got a freebie out there. Which, if you've got a free center off knocking about, then there's obviously reasons why someone else ain't snapped them up. So that's what we've got to deal with. Um, and hopefully, it's just a little bit of poor run of form to early start. Of- mm, uh, yeah, Paul Davenport saying big heck thinks he's peak. Uh, Marco Baresi, uh, he really isn't. Um, uh, Dean said, I can't remember the last time we came back from one down to win a game. Was that the, the home win over AFC Wimbledon under Jacko? That was back in February 2022. So, I mean, Pierce, he said in the interview, it's 50 games. I haven't counted them, but I mean, it's it's, it's, it's not a good stat. I'm, I'm hoping, you know, we can cling on to it. Well, they've done it now. Maybe that means they, they found some backbone and that, but that's certainly something something we've suffered from. Uh, recently, Ben, um, are, are you hopeful that, that there's a tiny bit of character injected into the side because we've come from a goal down to beat Fleetwood? You'd hope so, but I think you have to be realistic. And they were poor, weren't they? I think that goal just before half time really knocked them. And second half, especially when Miles came on, we just would get were looking better and better. And it was only one team that was going to score again. Um, I can't remember Iced having to do much in that second half. Uh, so, yeah, great character to come back from behind, which is crazy. There's been 50 games. Um, and, I mean, we've been saying we're crying out for leaders in this team, whether that be um, grabbing a game by the... Um, I can't think of the same, but turning the game around for us and having those leaders on the pitch, whether that be vocal or whether that be leading by performance. And, yesterday we did. As I said, I think Chem Campbell really stood out for me. Um, drifted in and out of a few different positions. Corey was excellent um, and players didn't give up and they gave it right until the end and really showed a lot of effort yesterday. So, yeah, look, we broke that hoodoo now. We don't have to keep going on about it. 
Uh, and hopefully we're not going behind in, a, in enough games. I mean, it was poor to go behind to a team like Fleetwood yesterday um, that have been poor themselves. Uh, but yeah, we've got to take that into the next game now and say, look, we can do it. We can come from behind. We've got the players to turn games and keep going right up until the 90th minute. So let, let's show that now in our performances. Mm, excellent stuff. Right, well, at least uh, uh, thankfully because we've won three points, I think yesterday was, turned into an enjoyable day. My my favourite part of yesterday, though, um, uh, if anyone knows where the, where the press gantry is in the West Upper, you'll see the front row of the West Upper, we've got these little tables we can put all our laptops and radio equipment on top of. And uh, just before kickoff, on the, to the right of where I was sat, some geezer, like uh, he, uh, to me, it looked like he was like a European tourist who just wanted to take in a game, decided... Well, I'm in the West Up. Where am I going to sit? So all those seats with the with the desk look nice. And he sat down, plopped over a desk, stuck his pint on it. Just sat there for the entire first half, just supping a pint. He was having a lovely time. And I was thinking, oh, I wish we knew we were allowed to do that. I thought it was against the rules to have have a beer in view of the pitch. But I, I, I could have self medicated with that throughout the last few seasons. But there we go. At least someone uh, really enjoyed their trip to the valley. Uh, let's hear uh, from the addicts' interim boss, uh, Jason Pierce. Um, uh, luckily for me, the BBC London top brass were down yesterday, so someone could film this for me. Uh, see if you can spot uh, Pete Burrows or Scoop, as, as he's uh, affectionately known, uh, almost edging into slot. In, in, if you watch it very carefully on YouTube, you might just see that Pete Burrows at one point in the video edges into shot. He's there for the entire three minutes. Interim addicts boss Jason Pierce after today's 2 1 win over Fleetwood Town at the Valley. Congratulations, uh, Jason. A hard fought three points today. Yeah, we knew it was going to be a tough game off the back of five uh, defeats. Um, and obviously Fleetwood coming here off, off a few was bad results themselves. But um, we knew we had to take the game to, to them. Um, but so it's really pleasing to get the result and get the three points. First half probably wasn't wasn't where we wanted it to be. And obviously made that clear at half-time. And then second half thought the, thought the boys were magnificent. Yeah, it must have been a big moment for you personally having to deliver that half-time team talk because Trump did come out much brighter in the second period. Yeah, no, I think... Um, First half, we wanted to start the game uh, really high intensity and, and get into them. And I didn't feel we'd done that well enough. Um, and, and they played a lot of direct football and, and we dropped very deep, didn't, didn't defend our box well enough. Um, so, we, so we made that clear at half time. And once we got that right, it uh, started coming together. And, um, and, and rightly so, we got the three points and, and could have had more. Yeah, once you've got a threat like uh, Alfie May on the pitch as well, you're always going to have a chance to get a couple of goals, two more for him today. Yeah, no, he's in, he's in a good place. Um, I think obviously people may have criticised we played 4-3-3 with Alfie May up front on his own, um, but he he worked so hard for the team and, and obviously got, got opportunities, didn't stop running. Um, and then obviously towards the end of the game, we, we were able to bring on Miles Lieburn um, to, to help him out up there um, and obviously got his second goal from the penalty spot. So, no, he's, he's, a, he's a magnificent player. Um, he's a goal scorer and, and he's going to be massive for the club this year. It's been a big lift, this result. I think this is something that the whole club needed. Yeah, I think um, I got told after the game that it's the first time um, in 50 games that we've gone behind and then come back to win. So I think mentally um, for the players and staff, I think it's massive for the club. Um, and then I'm just hoping, just coming in interim, I just wanted to try and help the club out um, and get a positive performance. It's been a tough week with the transfer window, um, obviously losing the manager, um, but we managed to sort of galvanise the group and get a real positive positivity and training and they've taken it out on the pitch and obviously got a massive three points. Yeah, I mean, what's your understanding of the, how the search for a manager is going? Do, do you expect to still be in charge on Tuesday for the EFL Trophy game? Yeah, I think so. Um, I think I'll be in charge uh, on Tuesday. Um, I know the manager search is still ongoing. Um, I expect a manager to sort of 
be in place, with, especially with the um, uh, international break coming up for us where the game's been cancelled. I thought it's a perfect opportunity for a manager to come in and put his own stamp on things. Obviously, with the result, we've won the results. So I'll probably have to tell him some tactics, whoever it is. But <laughs> um, no, nah, uh, I think it's important for the long term of the club. They do appoint someone quite quickly. Um, but just, just pleasing to get a positive result for the boys and hopefully we can keep on moving upwards. Thinking about a new kitchen or bathroom? Find professional, independent local installers with free home surveys, itemised quotes and protected payments, trading standards approved contracts and workmanship warranties. The British Institute of Kitchen, Bedroom, Bathroom Installations accredits installers to ensure they are police checked, fully insured and experienced. Take the risk out of home improvement. Visit bikbbi.org.uk. Hello, fellow addicts. I'm so excited to tell you all about our micropub, The River Owl House. The River Owl House is based in East Greenwich. It has six pub of the year awards, an ever-changing selection of amazing beer. It's owned by Charlton fans, walkable to the ground in just 20 minutes with buses that go direct to the Valley too. If your matchday routine includes a drink with your friends, you must join your fellow addicts in the river. See you soon. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Right, welcome back to Charlton Live. Uh, just for the advert break there, we heard from uh, the Addicts interim boss, uh, Jason Pierce. Just some breaking news on the uh, managerial front for Fleetwood. Ian Timms has pointed out in the chat, and he's quite right. I've just looked on the Fleetwood website that Scott Brown has been sacked uh, after yesterday's results. So that sums it up, really. You lose to Charlton, you've got to go, mate, because... <laughs> That's uh, that's obviously not that's obviously not the standards acceptable in League One for anyone these days. Uh, maybe Richie Wellen should have got sacked for losing to us on opening day as well. Um, so yeah, interesting news that um, that he's been let go. Um, we, we should say um, Ben, it was it was really nice to see Jason Pierce get get a win yesterday. Um, you know, I, I was concerned for him at half time, um, but um, you know, I, I managed to resist the urge to sarcastically tweet give it Piercey uh, at full time because I don't think people would have found it funny, but. Um, I'm, I'm delighted for him because he, he is a good bloke and obviously he's still cutting his teeth. He'll, he'll go back to the 18s when, um, when, when the new manager is appointed and, and, and hope, you know, may, maybe in, in a few years time, maybe if he's got a bit of ex- experience under underneath him, he can uh, look to continue his 100% winning record in charge of the addicts. Yeah. No, I love Jason Pierce. He always gave it his all for, in a Charlton shirt for us. And I know living local, um, he's a local lad too. And he started up his soccer school, which seems to have gone down really well and and has got given the under-18s job. So really pleased for him. But yeah, I think right now, as much as it'd be nice to have someone like him in charge of the club, 
you got to be realistic and think uh, it's probably too much of a jump for him at the moment. And you won't want to ruin his progression coming through as the under-18s manager. I'm sure he's learning a lot by doing that. And uh, yeah, obviously had a little joke there about passing his tactics on to the new manager. But I think heart of hearts is one of them for him. He's probably thinking, oh, I'd love to be in this position now to take it. But he probably knows it is a bit too early in his uh, coaching career. Um, but yeah, love, lovely to see that yesterday for him and to get the win. I mean, we had that um, Hayes a uh, couple of games last season where he did really well and Pierce was there as a coach. So it's him learning from all of this. So it's great for him to learn bits and bobs, galvanise a relationship with the players because obviously he's part of this pathway for their under-18s to come through. So I bet he's pleased with some of them. And um, if he is in charge on Tuesday, which I assume he is, um, he can um, blood some of these youngsters to come through and play on Tuesday night. I think it's a perfect opportunity for that. Um, I know we've got a few away on international duty as well. So there's a few spaces there, someone like Deji and that um, to come through. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, people have been saying how bad our defence has been. And he was a great defender for us in the championship and obviously helped us get out of League One. So hopefully he can pass that on as well to these players. And um, especially as we've got a few youngsters in there. Mm, yeah, certainly. Um, I mean, he continued the tradition of getting booked in, in the dugout knife, which has become the done thing now. We haven't even actually touched on the uh, the, bo- the booking for Corey Blackett-Taylor after the, there was a bit of a ruck that involved Corey Anderson and a number of other players. So when it happened during the game and I saw Corey get booked, I was like, oh, I must have missed it. I didn't, I, I didn't actually notice him go right into the ruck. I think he must have done something. But I've watched a video of it back from a different angle. He doesn't go anywhere near it. Um, so you can see why Piercy was was a bit frustrated that Corey's picked up a yellow card for something that he's literally not not been involved in. That was a, that was a really strange one. Yeah, it was a bit a bit strange. Yeah, because obviously it was further down the other side where obviously where I was, and it just sort of come out of nowhere really. Like it was a foul, and then he had some obviously handbags and all that. And um, yeah, when he booked Corey, I thought, well, Corey doesn't really strike me as someone who's going to go steaming in like against someone. So. But as I said earlier, the ref seemed a bit, I don't know, he just seemed a bit broken yesterday, to be fair. But um, I'm going to say that because some of the decisions went against us. But yeah, no, it was a bit of a strange one. But as you say, another silly a silly um, yellow. But in this instance, it wasn't our fault. It was uh, the ref. But but yeah, it was a bit of a strange well, game. Well, to be really. fair, like, someone, someone else could have got the yellow. So it, it was our yeah. fault as a collective. But Corey could certainly feel... Yeah. <laughs> Corey could certainly feel a bit hard done by by that. Well, talking yeah, talking of yellow cards, let's hear from a man who's collecting them. Uh, got as many of them as, as he's got goals. I mean, happily, he's got a lot of goals, but obviously that does mean he's got a lot of yellow cards as well. Uh, we're going to hear from Alfie Menefield. Don't forget, our um, our guest fan, Elliot Rogers, is in the waiting room, so we're going to speak to him shortly as well. But let's hear uh, from Alfie May uh, after yesterday's uh, 2-1 win over Fleetwood Town. It's two-goal hero, Alfie May. Alfie, well, as I said to Jason Pierce, that was a hard-fought three points this afternoon against Fleetwood Town, but I'm surely delighted to come out on the right side of it today. Yeah, the, the, the main thing we, we took from the game was we don't leave without three points. We we all wanted the three points and um, a positive result. I know we, we, we went 1-0 down, but great reaction from the lads and sort of picked the crowd up to, to sort of be that 12th man and, and yeah and the three points was was massive yeah I mean that first goal from yourself on the stroke of half time probably came at a, a pretty vital moment for John because that'd been a, a difficult first period I mean what was it like in the dressing room what did Jason Pierce have to say just said like we've got we, we keep going we we get after them and and we're sort of kicking towards our fans now and and yeah it give us a little bit of a lift and scoring at half times is it's, it's a massive lift when you go in and um yeah and it, it sort of changed the game 
And there's a wonderful uh, ball through from Chem Campbell as well. I, I imagine a striker of your calibre, that's exactly the sort of service you like to feed off. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's. I want to be facing a goal and, and running towards their goal. Defenders don't like turning and sort of running running back to their goal. So that's why I, I just try and play on the shoulder as much as I can to, to sort of try and get him. It's got a, a couple of penalties now in the in the real season. Obviously, in, in pre-season, you missed a couple, but you, you didn't sort of shirk away from taking them. No, no, just... Um, Sort of being being the experienced lad as well. I, I, I like the pressure, and when the when the first one went in and sort of got me sort of kick started. Um, so yeah, no, nah, just at the minute, I just like I said, I just got an eye for goal, and, and hopefully I can keep going. You had a couple of words with the Fleetwood goalkeeper after. Were there some mind games in the build up to you taking that penalty kick? Yeah, he, he sort of he was telling he was saying a few things, and he told me that I was going down the middle, and I, I said yeah before I even went down and I, and I went down the middle and he dived um, but probably shouldn't have reacted how I did he's, he's a young lad obviously I think it might have been his debut today um, but the emotions do get on top of you and you, when you go 2-1 up and you score there's no better feeling to, when you score so I just probably let a little bit of steam off but I didn't know it was a booking the yellow cards are getting getting thrown around aren't they um, a lot this season so we, we all know we all know the rules so um, I need to be careful now because I'm on four yellow cards. Mm, yeah, and being a difficult start to the season, obviously it's seen Dean Holden leave as well. What have the players sort of? How have they reacted over the last few days? Do, do they do they feel a little bit culpable for, for for Dean departure as well? Yeah, listen, it's it's a sad day when you when the manager goes, um, especially for the players that obviously the the gaffer brought in, um, but I think everybody understands it's football and and. Like it's it's a shame really because we're we're the players on the pitch um, and unfortunately the the manager loses out it's it's not a, it's not a nice thing at all um, so yeah Monday morning we 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 turn up to training as normal and we prep for Fleetwood and that's what the 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 main thing is we're all we're all here to win we wanna we wanna succeed um, so it's about sort of you feel sorry but we, we we have to go again yeah and finally i mean it, it's only six games in whereas it has been a, a difficult start i guess in, in the dressing room you're saying to yourself there's still there's still plenty of football to play and there's still a chance for trying for chance to try and push up to the right end of the table yeah definitely i don't think i, I think i don't think the performances have been bad i think we had one bad 45 minutes against oxford in the first half um i think we're 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 very close we've we've made a, a new signings um yesterday and we we go into Monday sort of uh, and build and build for Crawley I think isn't it Tuesday um, and then we got a little break in international but we probably wanted the game on because you you, you build that momentum where you just want to keep going and, and playing games we we do this job for a living we we want to play football um, so yeah for us like I say big three points today we go into Crawley look for another positive result and and sort of kickstart a season. So there we go. That's the uh, goal scorer from yesterday, Alfie May, uh, speaking to me after the victory over Fleetwood Town. I did enjoy the uh, the little chat about the mind games with the uh, the Fleetwood keeper, and he said you're going to go down the middle, and he said, "Yeah, I am," <laughs> and he still did. I honestly thought the keeper had saved it at first as well. He got his foot onto it, but uh, yeah, happily, uh, it found the back of the net, and uh, yeah, Alfie's on a, on a good little run now. Four goals uh, in three games, exactly what we need uh, from him. Chris uh, says I agree with May. A lot of the defeats. Uh, have been uh, unlucky. Right, let's bring in our guest fan for the week, Elliot Rogers, uh, joins us now on Charlton Live. Good morning, Elliot. How's it going? Morning, morning. Yeah, hey boys. Thanks for having me. 
Yeah, excellent to have you on. Um, yes, sum up your feelings on uh, on yesterday's game. Obviously, a, a big three points for us. Yeah, man, really important. Um, I mean, I think the the first early doors of the game we looked a bit soft, um, and I mean when that that kind of slow cross came in, I think Aiden uh, looked a bit in trouble with their winger. Um, early in the game and I think he came he came into grips with it uh, as the game proceeded but seeing that ball flying and Stockley get on top of it man it felt like you know here we go again uh, I literally sat there watching and I went oh god here we go um, but yeah it was it was it was nice to see our response really I think we really needed that goal before before half time um, as you rightly said I think it, it obviously changed PSE's half time team talk and then uh, proceeding into that, into the second half, I thought like we took control. We looked like we were on the front foot. Um, I quite like watching Chem um, in that number ten. Uh, I agree, he did look he did look more dangerous when he went onto the wing, but it was nice to just see him floating across the pitch because I feel like the last few games, Corey is so important for us that it seemed like he was our only route forward, and it became a bit predictable. And seeing Chem float through the middle of the pitch, it just changes that up. It means, okay, yeah, we, we started off going quite slowly uh, left to right. It was it was a bit dormant. But seeing him float through the pitch, it just gave us a bit more unpredictability. And I feel like we were even missing that a bit last season. Um, yeah, we looked we looked unsettled at the beginning, but it was it was really nice to come away with the three points. It was it was needed, wasn't it? Really? Yeah, ma- massively. I mean, it's it's been a difficult start to the season. I mean, so I mean, Chris Chris put in the chat when we were hearing from Alfie there uh, that he felt a lot of the defeats have been unlucky. I mean, what have you made of, of the performances as a whole so far this season? To be honest, I totally agree. Um, I think it was, if I was to compare it to the start of last season, it looked like we came out of the blocks absolutely flying. I was sat there rubbing my hands together going, all right, this year, do you know what I mean? And we kind of fell apart and um, it, it, it wasn't great to see. I think coming into the Valley on that first game and getting that 1-0 win, I was quite happy with that because it was nice to see that we kind of, you know, it was a tough game. We were quite gritty. I don't feel like we saw enough of that last season. And, um, you know, we, we kept the clean sheet and I had really high hopes and then it just seemed like we, we kind of fell apart. Um, so, yeah, really nice to get the, the three points yesterday and hopefully the boys can, can build off that. Um, obviously, it's... I'm I'm personally sad to see Dean go. Um, I think at the end of the day, it it might have been a bit inevitable. Um, he did, you know, openly admit that he wasn't uh, tactically astute, um, and I think that possibly didn't play in his favour. But I think what he gave to the club, the fact that I know some fans didn't necessarily like what he was trying to do, the culture he was trying to implement, coming into the pub with the fans, but you could see that he was really trying to connect with the fans and I think the runs a lot deeper than football for a lot of people it's a big community feel and it's incredibly important to us um, and I think he really took that on his chest and I, I personally don't feel like I necessarily saw that from our previous managers so sad to see him yeah. go um, happy for Piercy and hopefully we can kick on now Yeah I mean, I mean obviously we'll open this up to the chat as well as, as the show continues but have you any thoughts on on who you'd like the next manager to be or at least a, a profile of, of a manager What what type of character you'd like to be coming into the building now yeah I mean look I don't I I I always loved Boria. <laughs> um I had a strong affinity with him um and I think that you know him just again being that sort of a sort, sort of the earth character 
um, I liked what he did with the boys and uh, the connection he had uh, with us fans. Um, but I think at the end of the day, I think we need discipline and uh, uh, just being more tactically open, less less predictability. Um, I mean, I'd love to see Darren Moore come in. I doubt that's going to happen. But I, I, I don't. I don't think we're in a position to really pick and choose. Although we do need someone that we are going to build on. I don't want to see us flipping managers every six months because at the moment all we need is a club of stability and uh, changing a manager every every couple of months isn't going to achieve that. So I, I'm i open to whoever comes in. I just want them to be backed and supported by the club and we can yeah. build from that. Yeah, I think yeah, I think I worked it out the other day. So even since Pally was in here, was here, I think whoever comes in will be our fourteenth permanent manager. That counts Riga twice, but I mean it's crazy as you say that 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 lack of stability doesn't help. But it's also a lack of stability in terms of ownership because this is what the fifth ownership we've had in that time as well. I mean, what have you made of um, the new consortium's first uh, first couple of months at the club? Well, we'll see how we go. Um, I found it quite interesting how Andy Scott very quickly became the face of all of the transfer news. Um, I know he's very much in charge of that, but on the social media side of things, obviously that's where I was following uh, the transfer updates. Um, look, we're given the benefit of the doubt and see see if they can you know put, put the money where their mouth is. In all honesty, like when we lost Dean on that was it Sunday, wasn't it? Um, that week was so quiet. From, from the club I was thinking the worst even to the point on the Friday that I was like we're not even going to get any players in and they're going to use getting rid of Dean as an excuse to do that we're bringing the new manager after the window then they can have some players in January and I was I was really angry because it felt like we were kind of put in a bit of a cycle <laughs> um, I was I was on Nathan's level of anger <laughs> that Sunday night <laughs> when I was listening so, so uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens yeah, that that Nathan's level of anger is becoming infamous from that from that show. My my uncle, uh, he's not even a Charlton fan, messaged me about it the other day. Just he, he messaged me saying, "Give me some names, give me some names." Um, uh, so yeah, you mentioned um, bodies did come in uh, at the end of the transfer window, and again, this is what we'll talk about uh, in the chat in a few moments' time. But but four in, obviously a couple out on on deadline day. What have you made of the the late arrivals? And I guess the the transfer window as a whole. Do you think it puts us in a in, in a place to challenge for top six? Oh, I want to sit here and say that we can do that, Louis, but I'd rather we, we bed in as a squad. Do you know what I mean? I'd rather we... I want to prioritise stability. I'd love to see us go up, of course. Who 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 wouldn't, right? But I think there has to be an air of realism about it. But I think um, getting those three points yesterday is something we can certainly build off. Um, sad to see uh, Paney go. Uh, I thought he was a real hard worker, but it just weren't rubbing off for him. And you could see it. You could see how much energy he gave on the pitch. And unfortunately, nothing was sticking for him. Um, DJ, I thought when he came in with us originally, uh, he looked class. I, I, I liked how he was moving up, up and down the wing, but he came on for that cameo role when he just didn't look like he wanted it, uh, um, unfortunately. Um, and I think the signers that we brought in promising, um, like look, Tadic, uh, the... Uh, Boy on loan from Man City, and he, yeah, yeah. So it, you know, it looks like you know adding a bit of height up top is is what we needed. Um, but then again, saying that, you know, bringing in what we brought in five players on loan, haven't we, including Chem? So it will. I'll be interested to see because it's a lot of work actually bringing in four or five players into the squad, seeing how they work, how they're going to connect with the team, you know, what they're good at, what they're not necessarily good at, and also creating that chemistry. So. 
I'm hopeful with the the loans that that we brought in, but at the end of the day, it will be um, you know be something to test in the water, I suppose. Excellent stuff. Look, Elliot, it's, it's been a pleasure to have you on, on Charlton Live. Um, I'm, I'm sure uh, if, if anyone watches any Skybet adverts closely, they might recognise your face from a, from a couple of them in, uh, up there with, uh, with Roy Keane, weren't you, in, in one of them. But yeah, it's, it's been great to chat to you. Thanks for coming on and uh, hopefully I'll see you again soon, mate. Yeah, take care, boys. Thanks for having me. And, uh, up yeah. the addicts. Up the addicts, indeed. There we go. That's Elliot Rogers, who's this week's uh, guest fan uh, on Charlton Live. And I, mean, I spoke with him, Ben, about obviously manager and transfers. We've touched on manager on Thursday a little bit. I don't know if there's a great deal more we can add, but obviously transfers is a big point that we need to talk about because the, the window closed on Friday night. So 10A Watson, I'm told it's 10A instead of 10I, apparently. Um, he, he signed um, on, on a free. He turned down a new deal at MK, I believe. Uh, it scored against us at the Valley last season as well. Um, Louis Watson, Loney from, from Luton, um, midfielder James Abankwa, uh, a defender on loan from Udinese, uh, former St. Patrick's Athletic guy. Ter- Terry Smith told me a couple of years ago, apparently he's the next big thing out of Irish football, um, which is damning with faint praise, really, isn't it? But, you know, I mean, ho- hopefully hopefully he'll turn out to be good. And uh, as Elliot mentioned there, Slobodan Tedic, the uh, Loney from Man City striker, um, he played for Barnsley last season. I think he only made four... League starts, I think, for Barnsley. Most of his appearances were off the bench. Um, I've got four goals as well. Um, what, what are we making of our deadline day business, Ben? And obviously, everyone in the chat, give us your, your opinions on where we are as well. Well, we badly needed numbers in, so I'm pleased we, we filled the gaps we needed to, especially with uh, Tenai Watson coming in, because, well, I mean, how many times have we said it? Nathan Asimway is showing a lot of promise, and he looks... Like he's going to be a great player for us, but it's too early to keep playing him every game, 90 minutes. And he is going to make mistakes, of course. And when he does, you don't want his confidence to be battered so much that he then is taken out by someone who's not in his position. And then we all suffer as a team. I mean, he needs to be bedded in and out. And I think having someone who's quite experienced as much as Tenai Watson is, He's played a lot of games over the last few seasons for Wimbledon and then MK Dons. Um, seems like he's a promising player. Um, so it's some, a position we definitely need filled. Would like to have seen us get another fullback as well, um, but that obviously didn't happen. Um, great to have another striker in. Uh, we really needed another man up top to kind of take the strain off off Carnu um, being uh, played quite regularly. And we have got these paint trophy. Oh, pizza trophy games coming up um, for the likes of Carnu to play in. Um, so that will help. Um, but yeah, having Tedage uh, is good. He's got a lot of experience as well. I think he played in the Dutch league a couple seasons ago, a bit part player in Barnsley's team. But I looked at his age, he's probably looking now and he's thinking, right, I've really got to kick on. He's got a point to prove. Otherwise, I'm, I'm sure he'll Man City will probably let him go, so he's got to make a name for himself and um, uh, make himself a player now in, in proper men's football. Um, so yeah, as, as Dean's just said there, I could I think having a player that could be a good foil for May is is what it's about. We don't need to look at these people's goal records much if as long as they're helping May score goals and drawing men away or not not down or anything like that I could help. So yeah, no, I was I was pleased that we got players in. A um, couple of experienced players, couple of kind of Jez Raksaki players where they haven't had a real loan yet as such. Um, this, uh, the Irish guy and uh, 
Louis Watson. They seem full of promise. I think I saw um, Rich say, one of his reporters said that they think this uh, Watson guy in the middle looks really good. So it'll be interesting to see how he plays, um, especially with losing Payne and McGrandles now to injury. We did need another man in there. So, yeah, looking forward to seeing these guys hopefully play Tuesday. I think it's an ideal opportunity to do that. Yeah, I, I imagine we, we will hopefully get a fair few minutes in some of these chaps on uh, on Tuesday. It's not even it's not even called the pizza trophy now. It's just called the EFL trophy. No one even wants to have their name associated with it anymore. Um, Nathan, so, I mean, our concern at the start of this season has been that we've had to play a lot of youngsters. Um, we haven't massively improved the, uh, the average age of the squad by the players we've brought in. But, I mean, every Premier League loanee is, is a gamble. Um, and you can roll a Jezraksaki or you can roll a Niall John. So it's, it, it, I guess time will tell if if these players are more Jez than the Niall. But I, I don't know what's, what's your what's your gut feeling with the the sort of profile of the squad at this moment in time. Is it has the business we've done on deadline day been enough to turn us from a, a side that started really poorly and and are better than what we've seen, but still question marks over whether we're we're anywhere near a side that will that will challenge for the top six, especially now we've got a little bit of catching up to do. Yeah, I think, I mean, to be fair, in terms of how the how the window went, I think it could have gone a lot worse than we've seen previously if we look back into previous um, transfer windows. I think at the moment, because of the poor start and the injuries we've got, it might not seem that inspiring. But I think once you get our um, our key players back, you know, like the Frasers, the Pans, Lieber, and once everyone's up and firing, and then you sprinkle a little bit of low knees, to it, I think it's got quite a decent squad. I'm not going to say we're going to go on an unbeaten run. I hope we do, but I don't think we will. But um, I think it's... I, th- I was quite happy with it. Not, not over overexcited about it, but it could have been worse. But I think, it, like you say, in terms of gambles, every loan's a gamble. Every transfer's a gamble. I remember the years when we bought Rosalie McLeod, who was supposed to be the next best thing, and he turned out, didn't turn out too, too well. Pavel Abbott. We've got so many. Transfers and loans are the same. They can turn out well, or they can, they can turn out... Not so well. So um, I think the key is now, I think we, some, in terms of the manager, he's obviously going to have to work and be used to working with younger players um, and obviously having the patience for that as well. And as Ben said, with Asimwe and Karoya, as much as they're doing great, they do need to be protected a little bit. Um, and I think Tenai Watson or Tenay, I can't remember, I forgot already. How you're supposed Tenay, to Tenay, Tenay, apparently. Tenay. I'll just call him 10. So like with 10, I think tenor. um 10 out of 10. But um I think yeah, he's a, I think he's a good option. He's obviously experienced at this level. Um I know MK Dunn's got relegated last year, but um he's obviously got some pedigree. So I think yeah, we're shaping up okay a little bit. I think I agree with, with Ben about another fullback, but Thomas can play there. Um so yeah, all in all, I'm okay. Uh, you know, it, it could have been worse. I'm not doom and gloom like some people are, and that's fair enough, but I'm probably more on the positive side of the spectrum. Mm, yeah, well, I guess it's uh, a, a case with a lot of these uh, loanees and, and, like I say, players we don't know a great deal about that we have to we have to wait and see and, and see what they're like. Obviously, um, the the burden falls on Andy Scott to know if they're actually any good, um, and, and so he 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 will be judged by how the season progresses in terms of his recruitment. I mean, Chris said uh, if you're old and if you're good enough, you're old enough in in my view. Um, which again, you know, Jez, Jez was he nineteen twenty was when he was with us, same as Tyrese Campbell. People forget how young Tyrese is, and I think I think he's class actually. Tyrese Campbell, uh, Brazilian says uh, transfer window started immense, think it died down a bit. The first load we were signing 
uh, came with real experience like Eden May uh, and Pan. The second wave, though, uh, includes a lot of gambles. Um, yeah, which is uh, which is a fair point. Sam, who I bumped into outside of CAF yesterday, said he felt it was a fairly uh, solid window uh, overall. A guy said, uh, too early to tell with the transfers, some promising uh, players, but all relatively unproven. Uh, we've at least brought players in for the positions in which we were lacking. Hard to say if we've improved. And yeah, I agree with that. As others have said, that the, the, the areas of the pitch that we needed bodies in, we, we, we seem to have got them in now. So it's, it, again, it just comes down to... Um, whether they have that 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 quality that we um that we need, a guy did add though. Uh, Raksaki came with an incredible record in Premier League two, almost a goal a game, which was a good indicator that he was going to be a good player. We can't say the same about the new Premier League loanees, so more uh, of a gamble. Yeah, I mean, a, a bank was a really interesting one. Uh, so Richard Shannon uh, says a bank was too good for Charlton. He's going all the way to the top, enjoying while he's there. Uh, comes from the same schoolboy club as Andy Reid, so I'm, I'm guessing Richard knows knows a bit more about him than we do, but. Again, it would be very interesting to see. Obviously, someone that Udinese have picked up. Um, they're they're are they the they're like the sister club of Watford, aren't they? So they obviously saw the fact that we sacked our manager so early in the season and thought, yeah, these guys know what they're doing. Let's get our players out there as soon as possible. And um, but yeah, it'd be really interesting to see how he does because obviously, again, age is but a number if he can come in and, and help to be someone who can organise the defence. But we, we don't know until we see him play, I guess, Ben. Yeah, well, it's, it's the biggest position that we're struggling in at the moment, isn't it? I mean, as Nate said, Hector looked good last season, um, but unfortunately this season he's looked uh, not as good. But look, as we've mentioned again and again and again, until we have a defence that is playing consistently together and can build up the partnerships and relationships, then we're not going to see the best out of them. We might have some good individual players, but until they play together as a unity we're not then going to see the best. So someone like him coming in, I'm really looking forward to seeing him. As uh, Richard says, it's too good for us. Well, hopefully we'll see that. Um, my chest was too good for us last season. Um, I'm surprised he's not got a loan or anything, actually, Jess. But, um, yeah, no, looking forward to it because it's a position we're struggling in. So if he can come in and um, provide us with some much-needed pace in that uh, centre-back pairing. And although it's sad to see that um, Ness is kind of dropped out of it. I'd love to see Ness have a, a regular position in that team. So, yeah, having these game, well, this game on Tuesday, looking forward to seeing how he does. But, um, yeah, it's definitely a position we need um, needed strengthening to add some competition because it's not been good this season. But, as we said, we do need this consistent um, run of players playing in there to build up some partnerships. Mm. Uh, one player we didn't move on, Nath, Charlie Kirk, came on yesterday. Um, I, I, I had my headphones on, so I didn't hear it. But a couple of people mentioned earlier up on, in the chat that apparently there was, there was some booing as, as he came on. Um, did, did you hear that? What's your, what's your views on that? Because, I mean, he is our player now. We've, we've got to try and back our players, haven't we? Whether he's been a disappointment or not, you know, if he is going to play a bit part or anything, then ultimately, I guess, we, we, we want him to feel encouraged that, that we're still behind him. Yeah, of course, hundred percent. I think in my my view on it is if if you believe or if you're not happy with a performance, you have every right to boo some, boo some don't. Um but to boo someone before they've even had an attempt to make a performance, I just I just find it a bit distasteful, I think. Um but listen, everyone can do what they like within reason, obviously. But for me it's I just think it from his perspective, he's been, he's been brought on to try and change a game, try and, you know, change a game. And then straight away, if he was booed, I didn't hear it, to be honest with you, makes like to leave to get the train. But um, 
if if he was booed, it's not for me. I just think get behind the lad, and then if he's pony on the gate on the day, then you you want to do your boo and you crack on. But um, yeah, no, yeah, it's not. Yeah, that, that's the point. You run down the front and start hurling the abuse, isn't it? Now for sort of halfway well, through the was, game. To be to be fair, mine was constructive and is and it was as a collective, <laughs> not against one individual player. <laughs> and it worked. It worked as well. Fired us up there for the go. second half. We, we were in one. There we go. Right. George said uh, squad depth is good now. Uh, why not go on and try and win uh, the EFL trophy? Well, that's where we're heading uh, on Tuesday night. We're going down to Crawley. Um, hopefully see as many of you down there as possible to get behind the boys. Hopefully we will see some of the new signings uh, involved. Uh, right. Because uh, next week's game up at Wigan is off. We won't be doing any shows Thursday or Sunday. Um assuming we're going to announce a manager at some point um, this week, uh, we, we will jump on and, and chat about that. So th- there will be an emergency pod at some point, um, but we'll, uh, we'll only know exactly when that is, when, when the manager gets announced. So keep an eye out on our social media uh, for that. But for now, thank you to everyone who's joined us uh, in the uh, live YouTube chat uh, for this morning's live stream. All those of you who've caught up on the podcast uh, afterwards, we really do appreciate all your comments and uh, your follows and your subscribes and whatnot. So thank you for joining us. Some massive thanks to Elliot, uh, who was our guest fan uh, earlier on uh, today. Really pleased uh, to speak to him. Massive thanks to Nathan and Ben. As always, good to speak to you, chaps. Cheers, Cheers guys. Have a good weekend, oh. everyone. And uh, Well, it's nearly over, I'm afraid to say. Nathan, have a good week at work, everyone. Don't be too negative. Um, yeah, don't, try not to shout at people just trying to do their job like Nathan does uh, every, every Saturday afternoon. Right, uh, I'm Louis Mendes. Thanks for listening to Charlton Live, sponsored by the British Institute of Kitchen, Bedroom, Bathroom, Installation. We shall see you uh, whenever it is that we announce a new manager. We'll see you there. <laughs>